What's happening, everybody? Welcome back into the Hitters Only Podcast. Glad you're listening. Uh, real excited about this episode. It is Parents Night Out Part One. So, had Mrs. Haynes back in the back into the studio to talk about uh, just a little bit of everything. Talked about um, <clears throat> Toby Keith passing away, unfortunately. Um, R.I.P. Toby Keith. Talked about uh, football and the Super Bowl coming up and, of course, uh, some parenting stuff and just life in general. Just cutting it up, having a good time. Talked for about an hour and a half and, uh, yeah, it was fun. I'm going to start having her in about mm, once a month probably and going to call the podcast with uh, Kaylin from now on, Parents Night Out. So it's good for us to come out here in the studio and uh, just have fun and talk and um you know we talk every day but it's it's uh not every day that we get to sit down at a table and on a microphone and really sort some uh, ideas out and stuff like that so i really enjoyed it um i hope you guys enjoy our conversation as always guys uh hit me up on instagram at hitters only podcast same as facebook if you want to listen to my music search staley haynes on apple music and you can find all of the hitters that I've talked about. Guys, uh, the hitters for this episode, the hitters of the week, is any dadgum Toby Keith song that you like. Uh, some of my favorites, courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue, Should Have Been a Cowboy, Beer for My Horses, uh, As Good As I Once Was, the list is long, uh, A Real American Patriot, uh, put some great music out there for the world to listen to while uh, he was uh, an artist on uh, in this wonderful country. So, R.I.P. to Toby Keith and uh, prayers out to his family. And uh, we're going to remember him and we're going to keep playing his music and uh, we're going to take pride in this country like he did and we're going to fight to get it back to a, to a better place. So, without further ado, um, Parents Night Out, Part One. Huh? <laughs> Are you cold? <laughs> no. I just got that ray, like that little ray. <laughs> what do you think that comes from? Like a sudden burst of energy, like. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> yeah. Do you ever do that? No, but she does. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did that as a child. Oh, so it's from you. Like, strain your whole body and just flex. Like, Mm -hmm. mostly your upper body, and you're just like... Yeah, it's her. She does it all the time. I think she does it, though, in, like, in the sense that she wants to, like, crush something. Like, she wants to smash something. You know what I mean? Like, she's trying to hold herself back, but... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She's looked at my head a couple of times and been like... I'm like, dang. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Wonder what that means. <laughs> she go down. She go down good. Mm, yeah, it was pretty good. Okay. It was yeah. Well, we had a good evening. She uh. That was my first successful uh like night of having her out to eat fully by myself for the whole night like you mean she was with you like on yeah your she side. was on my side of the booth <laughs> it was so nice for me <laughs> i bet it was about halfway through the dinner i did realize that i was like i think i might actually make it through this whole dinner yeah. Which is impressive. She did really yeah. good. Well, because when we first got there, I was really thinking, like, she got a little fussy, like, when we first sat down. Mm-hmm. And I was really thinking about passing her off. But <laughs> we powered through, <laughs> got some <laughs> chips and dip going. You just give a girl queso. You yeah, know? that's all she needs. Why do girls like queso and chips so much? I don't know. It's the way to our heart. Yeah. It really is, but yeah, I think that was the first time that I've ever held her down for a whole entire out to eat session. I think that was the most relaxing like out to eat I've had since she's been born. Yeah. It was nice. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. But anyways, how do you uh, how are you feeling about the um, Super Bowl? I'm excited. Who are you going for? I bought Sunny this really, really cute, I don't know if I showed you, a little Titans cheerleader outfit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to put her in there, and I'm going to save, I'm going to take her picture, and I'm going to save the photo. So, like, maybe 10, 15, I hope not that long, yeah. years down the road, maybe when we make it to the Super Bowl, I'll be like, look, you were two years old, and Titans cheerleader outfit. Yeah. <laughs> That is kind of funny because didn't last year, didn't she you, wore a Titans? Yeah, to did, the Super Bowl. But to, didn't you? I wore your jersey. Didn't you yeah, wear my jersey? I think so. Yeah. That's probably a good move as a Titans fan. To I just, mean, just just you gotta just bring the confidence, right? You're gonna be there eventually, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just a good in general yeah. time to be able to wear your jersey because we're not ever gonna go to the Super Bowl. Hey, don't say never. Well. I'm going to pray that we get there, and I have this photo of Sunny when she's two in a Titans cheerleader outfit, and I'll be able to, like, pull it out and be like, yeah! (laughs) I agree. You don't have a Titans jersey, do you? No, not myself. Dang. Mm -hmm. I need to, um, I need to, you need to get one. It's fine. I can just raid your closet. If you had a, if you had to pick a player, who would you want to wear? Mm, I don't know. Derrick Henry's gone. I mean, Derrick Henry's leaving. Now, you don't have to have, like, what, two years ago for Christmas, I got a new updated Titans jersey. But Yeah, a, I would but pick an McNair. old-time player. Right, yeah. I would pick an old, like. Yeah. So I have like Ma- Eddie. Eddie George. Yeah, or McNair. I would pick an old-time player, for sure. Yeah. That's who I am. Yeah. I like the the vintage. If Derrick Henry retired as a Titan, that'd be a good one. Yeah. Um, I can't think of anybody else modern day that really. I know, right? Yeah. Keith Bullock was pretty cool. You probably don't even know who he was. But yeah, no. What about the kid? What about that kicker that? Rob Barona. <laughs> dun, 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 
Yeah. Didn't he die, like, tragically? Yeah, I think he got yeah. in a car wreck. We were always, every Sunday, we'd be like, Rob Baronis. Yeah. He'd come up to kick and we'd start singing. Because he was good. Yeah. <laughs> that is very He was with the Titans. What's up with Titans players having bad outcomes? Like, well, down the road. Like, Well, I mean, who else has had a bad outcome besides Steve McNair? And Rob Baronis. Yeah, we got we got two fallen and yeah. fallen soldiers. It's um, sad. Yeah, it is sad. I mean, Steve McNair is like the biggest one. No, Frank Wachek, he died too. I don't know who that is. He died recently. He was like a star tight end for him back in the day, and uh, fell in his house in Chattanooga and just died. Oh, that's random. Yeah, hmm. real sketchy. I don't know. People are linking that to a couple of stuff, but I'm not. I haven't dove into the conspiracies of that. So, so are you 49ers or are you Chiefs in it? Oh, I'm definitely 49ers for sure. Have you seen Christian McCaffrey's girlfriend? No. Apparently she paid like, somebody paid like $2 million for a suit, like a, like a private, uh, you know, like a box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently. Oh, you mean she, she paid this for... Where to, to sit, s- not what to wear. Yeah, like yeah. a suit, a suite. You mean a suite? A suite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> I was thinking like an outfit, like a suit. Well, she paid. Why are those spelled the same? <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> English language. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she paid that much money for an outfit. Specific, Pacific. Same thing. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I've tried to do really good. Like, back in the day, I went down a rabbit hole of, like, Patrick Mahomes and Brittany Mahomes on Instagram. And I was like, eh, I don't think I really like them. And, yeah. and I went down Travis Kelsey's Instagram. And was like, eh, I don't think I really like him either. So, with the 49ers, I don't really know. I've seen some, like, reels of Purdy on Instagram, and I really like what he has to say, but in like Kittle and McCaffrey, but mm-hmm. I've never, I haven't like deep dived into them on Instagram. I yeah. think I'm just gonna go into it like no social media. Like George Kittle's pretty cool. He's uh, yeah. he's like a WWE star in the NFL. I like it. <laughs> he's pretty. I like he's it. pretty funny too. He's he's a pretty lighthearted guy. Uh, most of the 49ers players are pretty cool. <laughs> Plus, we got Juwan Jennings from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, yeah. which is cool. Um, played at Blackman, which that's fun. I'm, uh, I'm really rooting for them. One of the main reasons for that. And the Chiefs, I feel like they've won enough. Um, but I don't know. There's too much. I don't. I don't expect much from NFL players or football players in general. As far as like personality wise, I think people honestly expect too much out of uh, football players especially on the college and uh, professional level. And I think most people expect, um, like, all these NFL athletes to be, like, top-notch, like, good people. But I don't think they realize, like, what football is. Like, in their private life, you yeah. mean? I mean, your private life's your private life. Yeah, and but naturally, as fans, yeah, and people from the outside looking in, we like to get invested in uh, stars, mm-hmm. and that's essentially what famous athletes end up being. Mm-hmm. And people, 
it's like they get shocked when they find out like their favorite defensive lineman is like kind of a rough guy. It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like I'm a NASCAR fan and like in the NASCAR world, you don't get any background to the, unless these well, drivers, unless these drivers just put it out there. But like most drivers, like Chase Elliott, you don't know anything about him. Very secretive. Yeah, but he very, comes from like, a really rich family. You know that, but you don't know what he's doing on Saturday. You don't know what he's doing on Friday. You don't know what he's doing on, yeah. you know, like. No, I get that. He doesn't and, have a girlfriend or a wife out posting. No, but you, you can be as private as you want to be. In the NFL, too. Yeah, you can be as private as you want to be in any aspect of your life when you're in the spotlight. But I'm saying, like, and I'm not defending any of these football guys but i'm saying like when maybe like an athlete gets in trouble or they say something or they act a certain type of way and people are like oh it's ridiculous i'm like what do you expect mm-hmm. like the uh football is a very violent game mm-hmm. and people tend to forget that and it takes a certain type of person to be at the peak of that game and that's generally a person that's very aggressive a uh, very strong, powerful person, usually a leader of men in some type of ways. And you add all that together, it's kind of a bull in a china shop situation. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, like, don't expect too much out of your football players sometimes. Like, easy. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not um, they're not TV preachers. That's all I'm saying, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything about Kittle. Or McCaffrey. And I don't know anything yeah. about football, really, but I've watched these games, and, like, you've fallen asleep sometimes, and I'll, I will <laughs> tell you the next day, like, oh, I thought Kittle did good. Or, mm-hmm. oh, McCaffrey did it. And you're like, oh, yeah, those are good players. Like, I'm yeah. able to pick up on the fact that they're good, right? Yeah. Like, in the game, like, I'm able to pick up, like, oh, he did a really yeah. good job or whatever. Well, at the same but I don't time, know anything about their personal lives. At the same time, it's really fun in the NFL. Um if you don't know a lot about it, to get invested in the player personalities. Yeah. Like George Kittle. He's mm-hmm. cool. He goes on podcasts. Like, he does He does a bunch of stuff. He's been on Bustin' with the Boys. He's he's out there. Kind of a known cool guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, kind of a known cool dude. Uh, he kind of, like, does some barstool stuff. Goes on podcasts. Seems like a cool dude. Um Really, that whole team um, of the 49ers is pretty cool. Uh, the Chiefs, man, they just – I love their head coach. I love Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, not a big Patrick Mahomes fan. No. Um, Travis Kelsey, uh, I, I, used, I used to like Travis Kelsey. And this has nothing to do with Taylor Swift. But – I used to like him because I think he does play with a chip on his shoulder. But I've started to watch him, and he doesn't really do anything minus catching the ball on one of Mahomes' scrambles. And I do not think that he would be the player that he is without Patrick Mahomes. Mm. I think at best he is a mid, mid-pack, mid-level tight end. And I think that Patrick Mahomes uh, raised his career hmm. to where it is now because he's old. He's in his he's in his mid thirties. 
So he was like kind of average until Mahomes came to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And then he really took off. Mm-hmm. So, But the two of them together, they they're great. seem to be great. And he is a very <laughs> talented, um, you know, maybe he just needed the right quarterback. I don't know. But I just sometimes I feel like, the chip on his shoulder has turned into, like, uh, just being cocky a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I can't keep up with time, but I feel like we were here, like, four or five years ago, maybe in a Super Bowl situation, and they were in the Super Bowl. And I told you, I like their coach. Mm-hmm. But every time they got, like, a touchdown or whatever, like, any time they had, like, a success on the field, like, it was so cocky. Mm-hmm. And I was over it. I was like, I'm done. Yeah. It's just, I don't want to watch that. Yeah. You, like, where's your humbleness? <laughs> I was fed so up. You, and this was, like, four or five years ago. Yeah. So, you grew up watching NASCAR. Yeah. It's completely different. You got to be a little bit cocky with football. Like, you got to let them know. It's annoying, though, when you're in the camera every five seconds. Yeah. I mean, I mean the antics, and I don't like red and yellow together. I mean their colors suck. It is a little odd. So, yeah. I mean, okay. Well, well, how do you feel about? uh, We were talking about Taylor Swift earlier, and how do you feel about T Swifty? I'm not a Swifty. Not a Swifty. I've never been a Swifty. Even when she was in country music, I wasn't a huge fan. I don't know a whole lot about her. I've never invested about learning a lot about her, so, like, I don't know. But it's just not my taste in music. I don't really feel like any artist should have. I mean, she's got such a following. I read a, I read an article the other day that she could sway an election. Like, she has such a following that if she came out and said, I'm voting for so-and-so, that these people would probably go vote for so-and-so in, like, totally sway election yeah which is like is is it a cult like (laughs) is it too much like when does it become too much right do you think though that well first of all i don't know if i i seriously doubt that taylor swift could sway an election she's got a very large following yeah but i like people too if she and people are stupid Staley though like I know. If she endorsed a president... She already or, has. No, uh, she has, right. So, are we saying that she's already swayed an election? <laughs> if Joe Biden becomes president <laughs> again because of freaking Taylor Swift, wow. I mean, she has a large following. Yeah, but, um, like, I like people, certain people in pop culture, that have way different uh, ideals than ideas and, and political leanings and stances than me um but i still like them just for their artwork or their music or 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 whatever they do so i'm not going to go out and say that all the swifties are like robots and they're just going to download whatever she's on i just don't i don't buy that you got your brain well yeah i got my brain but i just (laughs) i just don't think that I would say most people are still going to do what they're going to do regardless of uh, what their favorite pop figure is. I would hope so. I would hope so, too. I would hope so. I would hope you're not that easily influenced. But but. what do you think, like, the, like, 
I don't understand like what the mystique is about Taylor Swift. So she she started out. I I see Taylor Swift as, as what was the song? And you think Tim McGraw? Yeah. You think all night long? Yeah, mm-hmm. that song. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I read an article yesterday. That Toby Keith was the one that got her her career. Yeah. And. Had she posted anything yesterday about yeah, guy Toby work Keith passing away? Asked me about that this morning. He, he said, has she posted anything about Toby Keith? Because he got her career. Yeah. I think he was one of the first people like, to sign her. Who found her. Yeah. Something put her like on that. His, yeah. And um, no, I got on her Instagram this morning I when that got brought anything. up and I didn't see nothing. I know. So, uh, you know, Toby Keith, he's a conservative guy. American Patriot. Way cooler than Taylor Swift herself. Hell yeah. Yeah, Hell I yeah. can't. Uh, way, way better. I don't understand. I mean, she's written, written, written. <laughs> she's written. <laughs> she's written a million breakup songs. I mean, how many breakup songs do we need? I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've sat there in the house. I painted our whole house, you know, all the walls in our house. Mm. And I'm not going to lie. I've put her album on before and... When it's just me and drank a glass of wine and painted the walls. But it's not like I'm diehard like Taylor Swift. Like, you listen to it one time, and I'm like, okay, that's good. <laughs> like, yeah, it was I a mean, jam out moment for a minute. And Do you think a little bit of all this is like she's like the Britney Spears of today? Maybe. Christina Aguilera Maybe. of today? Maybe. We don't have that. So and, yeah. Well, now it's all blown up because there's social media. Mm-hmm. There's all this. Everything's connected now. People get... Um, the paparazzi are not the only people that get stuff out anymore. Um, so there's like a direct line from the people to the stars now. And that's social media. Mm-hmm. Do you think a lot of that is like, it's just made these these characters and these musicians and these artists just that much bigger because there's like that direct line of social media to them? And let's face it, Music now is, like, way more accessible than it was when we were children. Yeah. You used to have to go buy a CD, mm-hmm. put it in a CD player in your room, in your CD Walkman, in your car. Mm-hmm. Now, I can pull up Apple Music the second the album comes out, hit a button, mm-hmm. boom, it's downloaded on my phone, and I can listen to it wherever I mm-hmm. want. Yeah, like, back in the day, I had a Faith Hill CD, and all I knew about yeah. Faith Hill was the, like... Eight pages that I could flip through that were in the mm-hmm. cover of the CD. Oh, yeah, there'd be pictures <laughs> like in there. It was like 10 different pictures of Faith Hill. And that oh, was yeah. all I knew about her. Mm-hmm. And I read her lyrics to all the songs that were in there. Oh, yeah. That was all I knew. And that was good enough, right? Oh, I remember when I was a kid, I had a, I had a Reba McIntyre album. Mm-hmm. And she was like wearing this like skin colored thing, like coming up out of the water. I remember that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I used to look at that sometimes as a young boy. Yeah. But. I don't know. The articles I read, so I watched the Grammys the other night, and, like, I don't understand the whole, I'm not a Swiftie, so I've not been on her, like, following of Taylor Swift, but, like, I don't understand the whole, you know, why she's so great or whatever, and so I just started reading a couple articles, and it seems like she does advocate for, the right things in the music industry like Mm -hmm. she got did wrong and so she advocated to make that right and like to get her not her way but like she turned around and you know tried to do things 
the right way that it was justified to her for her or whatever and so mm-hmm. i think maybe people respect that but i mean at the end yeah of the so day, does like, jelly roll right I, I mean boohoo yeah she's a billionaire yeah i could care less she's not invited on hitters only podcast it <laughs> i would never have her on <laughs> even if she asked me i'd be like no she would never come on so no i'm just kidding <laughs> taylor if you're listening <laughs> You can anytime you would like to come on, please. But yeah. but now, like the whole NFL thing, like them panning on to her for every touchdown or whatever. Every time Travis Kelsey does something good, I don't think necessarily that's on her. She can't control that. She probably <laughs> doesn't want that. Who knows? Like like I told you in the kitchen earlier, it's frustrating. Do I dislike Taylor Swift? No, no. But do I like her? Am I a fan of her? Probably no. no. It's not how I'm much you to listen to. Indifferent. When I say I'm not a fan, that doesn't mean I don't like her. That just means I don't listen to her music. I don't follow her. I just, mm-hmm. I know who she is. Sure, she's great. Um, I don't hate on her. I don't even really care that the NFL is making making such a big deal of her being at the games. I don't No, it is a big deal cuz Kansas City is making a crap ton of money off of her. Yeah. A yeah. crap ton. And that ain't right. They've sold more Kelsey jerseys. Yes. So what would that So you know what the conspiracy theory is? No, I don't. That the NFL is going to rig the game so the Chiefs win the Super Bowl and Travis Kelsey is going to propose to Taylor Swift on the field after the game. Well, the only reason that they're making it or they're in the Super Bowl is because the refs were their way. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. I'm exactly right. Yeah. Well. I don't know a lot about football, but I know that much. Yeah. Well, it's hard to rig NFL games, but it's possible. I mean, you can't rig it, but they're not calling stuff that should be called. And then Patrick Mahomes gets it his way. I mean. Yeah. They definitely get calls. Sometimes they don't. But, anyways, uh, not to change the subject, but we <laughs> were talking about the legend of Toby Keith. Oh, which yeah. He passed away on. R.I.P. Uh, what's Monday. the day? Yeah, Monday. Monday. And uh, super sad. That I guess was it, very sad that you texted me that. Yeah. Like, I guess he died of stomach cancer. Mm hmm. I think he had had a long battle since either 2020 or 2021. Mm. Um, but I thought, like, I I thought he was doing better. I didn't know that mm. he had gotten worse, so. Do you have a favorite uh, Toby Keith song? Um, so, <laughs> I think that my dad was pretty good at, like, introducing me and my sister to pretty good music. My mom always listened to the oldies, so we didn't get a whole lot of country from my mom, but... I feel like with my dad, he did pretty good. But I didn't know who Willie Nelson was until Toby Keith came along and did Beer for My Horses. Great song. Yeah. And so on CMT, we would watch CMT all the time or just have it on or whatever. They do like the top, what, 30 or top 20 or whatever. And that music video would be on all the time with Toby Keith and Willie Nelson. It'd be Beer for My Horses. (laughs) That is a good song. That was a good one. And then... What else? Um, Courtesy of the Red, White, and yeah. Blue. Mm-hmm. That's oh yeah. When he came out, it was like bold enough. I don't know if that's my favorite, but that is 
probably one of my top. Should have been a cowboy. Mm. That was a great song. I mean, they're all so uh, good. As good as I once was. Absolute hitter. Uh, how Red do you like me now? Cup. Yeah. How do you like me we'll now? Fill you up. Let's have a party. That was a good one. <laughs> that was in 2011, not too long ago. Yeah. I love this bar. Another hitter. Mm-hmm. Made in America. Um, I want to talk about me. I want to talk about mm, that one was always on CMT. Oh, that music yeah. video is always on CMT. And of course, you got beer for my horses. Uh, Should have been a cowboy. I mean, Great he had song. a bunch of hitters. Who's your daddy? Yeah, who's your who's baby? Your baby? <laughs> Whiskey girl. That's a good song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's just so many. Mm-hmm. Man, he's just got a. He's got a long list of um, big, a lot of people in the military like him. Well, yeah. Because he's been so patriotic. Um, So, very R.I.P. Toby Keith, very upsetting. It is upsetting. Uh, Country music lost a legend. And uh, And the fact that he was only 62, like, I feel like, you know, that's our parents. Yeah. Like, that's our parents' age, and so... Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure he had kids and stuff. So. Yeah, I did. I was actually I was putting Sunny to bed. I was gonna bring this up, so I don't know. I haven't fact checked this or whatever, but his daughter <clears throat> apparently at some point wrote a song, and the lyrics were, "You were tender, you were tough, because the world you built around me is the strength that will surround me." And protect me now that I am on my own. Hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, that's going to resonate huge with you because you're huge about protecting Sonny. Hmm. And I was like. Just say it again. You are tender. You are tough because the world you built around me is the strength that will surround me. The world you built around me is the strength that will Mm -hmm. surround me. And protect me now that I am on my own. So Hmm. it's like he created this like. You know, he raised her right. He built her to have strength, and yeah. I was oh, like, man, wow. that's deep. Those are those are great. I words. think this song is "Daddy Dance with Me" by Crystal Keith. But yeah. I saw that when I was putting. She was asleep, but you know, I was just making sure she was really asleep. Yeah. <laughs> but um, man, that really resonated with me because you're huge on protection and like protecting Sunny and like protecting me, and I was like, man, that that's really gonna. Yeah. Resonate with Staley, but hmm. that's huge. I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, you have to raise your kids, you know, to have. I mean, you can't always protect them and provide their sense of security. So, like, you're going to have to raise them to know yeah. their own sense of security and protection. Well, I think that's I the think main. That's sweet that, like, she can attribute that to him. If that's not your goal as a parent, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. You get limited years with your kid. Mm-hmm. Um, what you do in those years is very important. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to do a lot of things right. You're going to do some things wrong. Mm-hmm. It's going to be it's just the natural way things go because no one's perfect. But I think every parent uh, hopes for that when their kid leaves their home as an adult that the world you built around them protects them 
and in the way that you've ins- instilled good morals in your kid, um, you've taught them the right and wrong way, you've taught them the meaning of hard work, you've taught them the value of things. And so the, all that stuff together will essentially, yeah, it will protect your child mm-hmm. um, into their adult life. And then hopefully they um, end up doing the same thing for their children. So that's a great, that's a great, uh, I love that. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, your kids are going to leave. And mm-hmm. me and me and Tyler talked about this on the last podcast, but... I know I'm thinking way ahead because uh, my kid is not anywhere close to leaving the house, but um, but it starts now. It does start now. Mm-hmm. Um, I say that all the time. It starts yeah. now. I mean, she is like a sponge right now. Mm-hmm. And your dad's always telling me, you just wait. I know. Mm-hmm. She'll be 16 pulling out of the driveway mm-hmm. before you know it. Mm-hmm. And he's right. He is, yeah. Uh, so. I mean, I don't even know how we're here. How is she almost two? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. It's gone by quick. Yeah. But, yeah, I can't imagine, uh, you know, no parent uh, wants to see their kid die. So. Yeah. Old Toby Keith, he, uh, No kid, no, um, well, in that case, no child. Well. Did I say that wrong? Well, the daughter lost her dad, so. Yeah, no parent wants to see their kid die. You want to die before your kids, is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm so following got you. That. I'm following yeah. you. Okay. Like, you would prefer to die before right, Sonny, right, correct? Right, right, yeah. Me too, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you mm-hmm. know, and that's what you can, you know, you want to leave your life knowing that, uh, Hopefully you created somebody that was better than you. Mm-hmm. So, but hopefully he did that. Kudos to him. And uh, I guess we should tell our t- Toby Keith story at this point. <laughs> but so <laughs> <laughs> we um, are big Amelia Island people. Gone. Amelia Island is. Uh, I guess you would call that. Northeast of Jacksonville. It's like forty-five minutes north. Right of up the coast. Yeah, uh, it's like the very tip of Florida. Yeah, towards Georgia. On the east coast. Uh, on the east coast, uh, Amelia Island is a a nice little beach town. Very low key. Um, dog friendly. Dog friendly. Very um, slow beaches. Not a lot of tourism. Um, cool old school downtown area a lot of boating uh really nice place and so let's see our parents took us there your parents took us for the first time yeah um after we got married i went there as a kid and we kind of fell in love with it so we've been going back ever since and we were what were in the pool one night yeah we took we were on like a short trip like it was only like i think four nights and we took june for the first time i think it was and we were in the pool one night we were like letting june swim in the pool Mm we had been out i don't know if we went out to eat or we ate up in the condo or what but we weren't on the beach like we weren't beachfront 
but we were very, very, very close. And we were, mm-hmm. you know, in the pool. And we <laughs> heard music down at the Omni, which was, I don't know, maybe a football field away. I, I don't know the the length of distance. And I was like, Staley, yeah. that's Toby Key. Yeah. Probably a quarter of a mile. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that far. I mean, it was loud enough that and I could hear. We were on the Amelia Island Plantation, which is a private area. Right. And we were in, like, co- condos inside that. But the Omni is, like, a really nice hotel. hmm And apparently, they had Toby Keith sing, like, a concert, like, on the beach for, like, a private show. Mm-hmm. At the Omni for some freaking company or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, we were swimming around in the pool. And we kept on hearing, like, all these Toby Keith songs. I'm going to be honest. I thought it was some kind of, like, cover band No, or I kept telling you. Like, I was like, Staley, that's Toby Keith. I know it's Toby Keith. Like, I know. And you were like, no, it's not. And, like, I even at one point was like, let's get out of the pool. Let's just walk down there. Like, it's no, yeah. it's not that far. <laughs> and you were like, no, no, no. That, there's no way that's Toby and Keith. And we called the we called the <laughs> Omni. And you were like, who's playing yeah. tonight? And they're like, oh, didn't didn't they kind of like hesitate at first? No, they just straight said it was Toby Keith. Toby Keith? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I told you. Like, I told you. That's awesome. But we jammed out to his music in the yeah, pool. Yeah, in the pool. I just would have like liked to have seen his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On the beach. Yeah, we could have literally walked <laughs> down and got like a for beach. For free. Yeah, for free. <laughs> Yeah, I really screwed that up. Yeah, you did. I just was like, there's no way that Toby Keith is down here right now playing a live show on the beach. I knew it, though. There was no one that was covering Toby Keith that sounded like that. Like, it sounded just like Toby Keith. Whatever company was doing that, they went all out. They did, like, fireworks and everything. Yeah. Must have been a big company. Man, when when was it? That that was probably, what, like 2017? It was pre- COVID. It was 17 or 18, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd say that was probably 17. Mm-hmm. I was so mad at you. I was so on. mad at you. So I've heard him live. The guy that runs Hitters Only Podcast didn't know what Toby Key sounded like live. It did sound like him, but you know, like people do karaoke and do a pretty good job. There may have just been a bunch of freaking fanboys of Toby Keith down there. You never know. Well, you just got to walk and find out. Yeah. Don't miss the moment. <laughs> that was fun. It was fun. Even in the pool, it was fun because we had the pool all to ourselves. And Yeah. If you go to Amelia Island, the trees are, like, super pretty. Like, there's a bunch of moss hanging from the trees. And so, it was, like, really. Yeah. Like, our area that we were in was really pretty. Yeah. It was fun to be in. Yeah. Well, the only other thing before <coughs> um, we get into our. Uh, what's this podcast supposed to be called? Parents Night Out? I don't know. Parents Night Out. Uh, Parents Night Out Part 1. Um, who you got Who you got for president this year? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't even know who the options are. I saw the other day on... I, well, <laughs> Trump's going to be one. Mm-hmm. Um, JFK Jr. He'll mm-hmm. be one. Mm-hmm. Uh, which... Trump will probably be the candidate for the um, Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, JFK Jr.'s independent. Independent. And for the Democrats, uh, I'm not, I, 
I refuse to say it's going to be Joe Biden. I just don't believe that. Oh, I mean, I, they'll put him on a ballot. Uh, I think I think something will happen and somebody else will take his place. He'll step down. Mm-hmm. Because there's just no way he could win. When do we vote? Um. Well, towards the end of this year, like the fall. Uh, isn't it? Isn't don't you vote in like? Um, man, we sound like idiots not knowing this. February's when President's Day. Yeah, it all changes over and all that. So, um. <laughs> Because January 6th was... Well, it sounds like I got some time. Yeah, I mean, it'll be towards the end of this year. Yeah. I mean, I've listened to JFK's podcast, and I like him. I just... He's hard to listen to. No, I mean, that's fine. I can get past that. I can, too. Yeah, I don't... That doesn't bother me. It takes, like, it takes like five minutes, and then you kind of settle into his voice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he struggles. You know, he's got a mm-hmm. speech thing, but... Mm-hmm. Oh, strong dude, though. Um, I like him. Uh, there's always Trump. I just can't. I can't believe we're in another. I shouldn't say this, but I can't believe we're in another. And Trump's an option. Like it's almost like he's kicked everybody else out. Yeah. <sighs> Which it, I mean, I don't yeah. mind. I didn't mind Trump. When Trump was in office, gas prices were good. Heck and no, life, times were good. Life was good and times were good, but, you know, I mean, maybe we need to... Move on to the next one. Pass the torch. I mean, he's not getting any younger, yeah. which Joe Biden well, isn't either, but... This will be his last go-around. Yeah. If he didn't win this time... And I like his daughter. I mean, when I, I will say this. When Trump was in office... I want to say where I work previously, they did not offer any maternity leave. And I want to say that it was Trump's daughter that got us three months paid maternity mm. leave. Nice. So, I mean, I'm a huge advocate for that. Can we make it six months? <laughs> yeah. That is important. I mean, yeah, that's something to look at and think about. After having a kid... Um, what do you think is, like, the correct amount of time for a mama to have off? At least six months. I mean, I was definite. I, I wasn't ready at three months, so I took a whole month of my own leave, my own paid leave. But Yeah. I mean, just if you're a breastfeeding mom. Did you take six months? No, I took four. Four months. Mm-hmm. But I think six months is probably... I mean, I think some countries probably do, like, what, a year? I don't know. I've never done the research, but... Yeah, I think a year is actually better. Yeah, as a a breastfeeding mom, like, I was exclusively breastfeeding Sunny. And, like, I had to go from, like, doing that to sending her to daycare and giving her bottles and, like, me pumping and, like, at four months old. And that's just not enough time, right? Like... I think that... That was a um, big... That was just a big transition. I think children... I wasn't ready for I think children belong with their mother mm-hmm. uh, for a year at minimum. I mean, yeah, that would be ideal. I just, mm-hmm. I just think. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, they're not allowed to have mm-hmm. store milk, like whole milk, until they're a year. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, then yeah, let them be with mom. Well, that's the. Yeah, well, I mean, that we seems like milk, so. the natural yeah. progression of things, but. I just think that, like, the nurturing thing, I just think that uh, 
anything inside of a year is um, too early. But that being said, if women want to be in the workforce mm-hmm. and have like equal working rights as everyone else Mm -hmm. that'd be a tough sell Mm -hmm. yeah i get that because it's like man we can hire this dude Mm -hmm. who's not gonna miss more than two or three weeks a year Mm -hmm. or we can hire this nice young woman who might have two kids in the next three years and work one year Mm -hmm. out of those three Mm -hmm. and we have to pay her yeah Mm-hmm. So as a company, that just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And so, even me, like I, I'm in the nursing profession, like I had to, you know, somebody else had to take care of my patients while I was out with Sunny. And like, I don't want to leave them for a year. Like I missed mm-hmm. my, I missed my patients and like I missed my job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, like I like what I do. It was just, you know, I miss my, you know, five days a week, eight eight hours a day that's just a lot you know like if it wasn't 40 hours a week you know maybe it was part-time to ease back in I don't know but Mm. you know I like I like my purpose and I like what I do I love helping people and I love having that purpose outside of being a mom like that's huge to me but I don't know 40 hours a week's a lot to miss your kid it is and and to miss your kid that's four months old that can't speak up for themselves. They can't tell you anything. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're just hoping that they had a good day. You don't know what happened. You got to drop them off, too, with strangers for yeah. the first time. That's never fun. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. Um, I think it's just difficult either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, um, which me and my mom talked about some of this. I think having a two-parent household where both parents work, I don't think the majority of the public understands how tough that is. I think a lot of the public does that. So let's be clear about that. Mm -hmm. But I I think that's something that's like never mentioned. Mm -hmm. All, All that's mentioned is daycare is expensive. Right. You're darn right it is. Mm-hmm. It's very expensive. Overpriced, in my opinion. The average daycare um, tuition a year is more than the average college tuition a year. So, there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's ridiculous. But I don't, I don't think that there's, like, enough conversation around, like, the dynamics of two parents working a 40-hour week with children in daycare. Mm-hmm. It's a tough gig. Some parents work different shifts. Mm-hmm. To make it uh, work. Some parents work the same shift, uh, pretty much like we do for the most part, minus a couple hours, and make it work. And sometimes the the woman makes enough money at her job to where daddy can stay at home. Sometimes it's the other way. The guy makes enough money and, and mama can stay at home. Mm-hmm. But I just don't, I don't know. I think it's a, and I'm not just saying that because that's what uh, we do. I think it's a little bit, it's a different dynamic than what people realize. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot more to it. Mm-hmm. There's well, a lot of moving parts to try to mm-hmm. figure it all out. Like, sometimes, like, we'll both, obviously, we'll work all day. You know, we get back home. We, or at least I, try to get something done that I'm wanting to get done that afternoon mm-hmm. in hopes that, you know, everything's going to go with Sunny. You usually spend probably more time in the afternoon with Sunny while I'm running around doing my random chores. Mm-hmm. I try to include the whole family in those as much as I can. And then you get to dinner time, you cook dinner. And then from there, it's like full on sunny, 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 sunny until you go to bed. Mm-hmm. And then like when Sunny's down in her crib and the toys are cleaned up and the dishes are out of the sink and everything is just basically put in its place, you're like, it's a day. Mm-hmm. That's a day. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you just don't have like a lot of extra time mm-hmm. with that mm-hmm. do you ever think about like time management like now compared to before oh yeah <laughs> i think especially when sunny was first born i got in a good routine of actually being off work with her and like you know we would clean the house or, when she's little, everybody has a scent. Like, everybody always told me, like, oh, you think that she's hard now when she's a newborn, like, just waiting <laughs> until she's a toddler. And, like, now I finally understand that, right? Because yeah. when they're little, when they're, like, four months, five months, six months old, and you just prop them in this chair, and they just watch you mop and watch you sweep. And, you know, they might cry here and there. But, like, now she follows me everywhere and just creates a mess behind me. And I literally cannot clean anything. But I did get in this, like, I was very productive when Sunny was little and I was off work. Because it's like, what do you what do you do all day, right? Like, yeah. you have you and this baby and it's like, you know, I got to clean this house. I got to wash clothes every day. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to, you know, you have an extra, like, load to carry almost. I don't think I, I don't think I cooked a whole lot, but <laughs> mm. <laughs> probably for the best. But, um... I don't know. Now it's like you're almost, since I, you know, since I went back to work, it's almost just like, I don't want to say you're drowning a little bit, but almost when she's in, like, when she's in the toddler state, like, even on Saturday, like, I can't do anything. There's no point in me getting up and doing anything Saturday because she's going to follow right behind me and make a mess of it. Yeah. So it's like when, like, in... And I told you the other day, like, it's not the time of our lives for our house to be spotless. It's not the time of our lives, you know, for us to run around and do this, this, and this. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. or have somebody be able to get to us quick if we need a babysitter or whatever. Like, these are very short time periods in your life. And it doesn't feel that way. Mm -hmm. But in in the grand scheme of things, it is a very short time period in your life. And it'll pass before you know it. And you have... A 10-year-old, a 12-year-old, a 16-year-old that's driving down the road, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so, you know, just embrace it. Like, you kind of freak out a little bit about the mess, but it's like, hey, it's a mess. Like, you'll go behind her and you'll pick it right back up. I'm like, like, hey, let's leave it for the day because it's going to be like that till 8 o'clock at night. Yeah, I don't know why I waste (laughs) my time. 
Sometimes I don't know why I clean it up yeah. for th- the middle of the night to see. And truthfully, it is easier when they're five months old and they can just sit there and they can just watch you mop. And they can be content with that. <laughs> but yeah. now it, it's a it's a tornado in our house. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I might as well just sit on the floor with my cup of coffee and just... You know, have ten babies in my lap, and you know, mm-hmm. a couple horses and dinosaurs here and there, and yeah. throw some food in the mix. I don't really pick up after too much in the house, but out here, I'm like, hey, hey. Oh yeah. This is Daddy's room. <laughs> don't be throwing stuff around. I'll be putting up hammers and yeah, all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah, but you know. That's the number one thing. When people ask me, like, you know, what's it like having a kid? Or, like, what mm-hmm. what, what changed? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, I have a massive respect for my time now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like um, you know, my truck is in the shop right now getting worked on because of time. Mm-hmm. I could have saved us some money because mm-hmm. I could have done it. But... I would have spent half of this week doing that. Mm-hmm. And we've had a good week together. Mm-hmm. And I do, like, in a sense, I do feel bad for you. Like, we don't own a lot of land. Like, we have, like, what, two acres, less than two acres. I don't know. Mm-hmm. About two. But we have projects, right? Like, our house wasn't complete mm-hmm. when, you know, Sunny came. Like, there's always something that you can do to, like, better your property, right? But, mm-hmm. and that's what I do feel a little bit bad for you because you're this guy that wants to do those things and mm-hmm. you have the vision for that, whereas I don't really have the vision for those kind. You know, I just trust your judgment, right? But, yeah. you know, and so I get that. And in the afternoons, you know, I'll hang out with her and, like, I'll try to keep her away or, like, I'll just try to let her watch and, like, explain, like, what's going on or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, I do think it is a little bit harder on you with your time because, you know, like, I can fold clothes in five minutes. You can't fix whatever you're going to fix out here in five minutes. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's not that simple. But and there is a lot over time. Like, there is more on your plate, I think, than – it's a little bit more complicated than just, hey, put the kid to bed, clean the kid, feed the kid, yeah. <laughs> wash the sippy cup, you know, whatever. Then, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's all routine. That's not, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I want her to be the girl that's involved in, like, what her dad's doing. Yeah. Uh, that's important to me. So, you know, and I, I try to as much as I can, you know, I'm put her in the truck if I'm moving the truck around and I try to kind of you know we were unloading rocks today unloading firewood yesterday you know I try to involve her in what I'm doing in some way and I think even if she doesn't get it I think it's still um, exposing her to stuff like that I think it's uh, is important mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I want her to be outdoorsy. I want her to. I just want her to know, like. I think she knows what, like what thing, where things come from. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. We always have a joke on the golf course. Everybody that works in the golf industry, on the maintenance side, mm-hmm. they always say, the golfers they just show up, and they think the sun comes up and this place just looks like this naturally. 
And they do. Uh, that's how they act. <laughs> and that is not the case. And that's not the case here. And that's not the case anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I just don't want to raise a human like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I want her to look at everything and be like, and understand like, oh, there was a lot of work behind that. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't want her to be entitled. Like, for instance, like, well, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, when we go to our good friend, uh, Matt Brabender's house. Mm-hmm. When I go out in his shop, and he's got that old classic truck that looks brand new on the showroom floor that he did. Mm-hmm. I don't just look at that and be like, oh, that's so cool that you bought that. Like, no. I understand that you probably put a lot of work in that. And, like, that's how I view that, is, like, this is something that you did that was uh, hard. Mm-hmm. Right. And I view it as that. Right. Like so I have it, a lot give of res- it the respect. Yeah. So right. I have a lot of respect for that thing mm-hmm. because I see it. And who you are that you took the time to do that mm-hmm. and, and work on that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I ha- I hold it and you know there's other people too that do things and so that's important to show kids where things come from you know don't shelter them from uh hard work you know right if you cut a tree down make them drag branches sunny sure has and she's not even two yeah (laughs) but she'll gladly do it (laughs) yeah but one of the things i don't want (coughs) to throw nothing on you and if you don't want to talk about we don't have to but one of the things i want to talk about which I think um, is important, Jazz. Right. Our first child. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, obviously when you have a kid, uh, as a woman, it does things to your body. You try to prepare, uh, well, some women try to prepare as hard th- as they can before they have a kid to get in good shape, just to be healthy for childbirth and you know once once you carry a kid for nine months uh you know you're talking about stretching skin out you're talking about carrying a whole human in your belly (laughs) there's a lot to that so obviously after having a kid um your body's gonna be a little different for a while um so like what what motivation can you give to other mamas out there that are going through maybe that transition to not panic or to not get down on themselves? Because I think it's like a very, I don't, sometimes I don't think that women, they don't understand like the lenses that men are looking through Mm -hmm. and how much respect men have for women that carry children. Mm -hmm. And that respect doesn't stop as soon as the kid pops out. Dads and most men, under, it's, it's nature. Like, mm-hmm. we understand, like, yeah, you just had a child. Like, you did one of the coolest things that happens in nature. Mm-hmm. Like, you conceived a child, you grew it inside you, and then birthed it out of you. And whatever your birthing story is, good for you, it doesn't matter but it's outside of you and it is living. And uh, men don't look at women like, why are you not 
straight back to skinny mini or whatever you looked like before. Mm -hmm. So, do you have any thoughts on that? I can say that you probably don't speak for all men and that you're a really good man (laughs) for speaking that way. But I was, I've never been timid with you. I mean, even, you know, pre-pregnancy, during pregnancy, post-pregnancy, whatever it may be. Like, you know, you're always welcome in that part of the process or journey or whatever. But I don't know. I think the biggest thing, you know, like with me, I made sure that, you know, I, I had a good workout regimen before I got pregnant with Sunny. Um, I had a good workout regimen while I was pregnant with Sunny. Like, I was always confident in what my body was able to do. Um, I don't shy away from the fact I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis when I was 12 years old. So, I kind of knew before, you know, me and you ever had the discussion of becoming pregnant that I needed to be the best the best version of myself that I could be before we got there if that was something that we were going to choose to do because rheumatoid oftentimes a pregnancy can um exacerbate that a little bit or make it worse which in my case wasn't the case which was phenomenal um but I don't know I just try to be as healthy as I thought that I could be um, coming out of a C-section, I was very disappointed, um, because the recovery is just not great. I left the hospital feeling pretty, um, mad and frustrated that I went into the hospital feeling pretty good and left, and I, you know, couldn't even carry a car seat. Mm. You know, it was kind of ridiculous, but, you know, I went in feeling, you know, I could, I could run a mile easily no problem and then I can't carry a car seat which in a day's time which is not um ideal but I think at the end of the day you just have to respect your body for like what it gave you and what it did for you and like in that case like in with Sunny you know she's my daughter and so I've tried to like lead by example with her like you have to respect your body and you have to love your body and like at the end of the day, my body gave me sunny, mm-hmm. and, like, never will I shame my body for that. You know, do I dislike some things? Like, sure. Am I ever going to, like, point that out in front of Sunny? No. You know, I don't want to raise a daughter that's insecure with herself. My mom did a very, very good job. Um, I can't speak for my sister, but with me, my mom did not. You know, you didn't have to have a full face of makeup on. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to have your hair done. You didn't have to have the best outfit on to feel beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. you're beautiful as you are and who you are. And I want Sunny to feel that way. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's always kind of been who I am. Like, nature is nature. And God gave me my body. And my mm-hmm. body produced a baby. And so, God, you know, I'll, I'm healthy now. Like, I can do a lot of the things now. I'm just... My core ain't all there, but, (laughs) and you make me feel really good, you know, somebody like you to, to reinforce that. But, um, at the end of the day, like, I really don't, I really don't think about it or put pressure on myself about it as much as probably some women do. I just, I probably put more pressure on me being a mom that leads Sunny and to not, you know, feeling these way, like, 
don't look at a woman in this magazine and compare yourself to this. You know what I mean? Like when mm-hmm. you grow up, like I don't want you to be, which every girl or woman probably has those moments, but I don't want to be the mm-hmm. person that initiates that for Sunny. Like I want to her, I want to like instill in her like the confidence that um, God created you and you're beautiful and it doesn't matter, yeah. Yeah. you know, whatever flaw you think you may have, like, that ain't a flaw, honey. Like, that's beauty. Mm. And so. Man, I wish I could clip all that and put it on YouTube and make this <laughs> famous. That was awesome. I don't know. It's just. And even my dad, like I say my mom, but even my dad, like Sunday mornings, I'd be getting ready for church. He'd be like, oh, are you painting your face? He'd be no. so mad at me. Are you painting your face? Well, like, I'd be 12 or 13 or 14, whoever knows, getting ready for church. You painting your face? You don't need that paint on your don't, face. Don't. <laughs> At your request, I can or cannot go off of my rant about makeup. Oh, yeah. You hate it. And I hate it. I hate it, too. I hate it. Look. I'm not going to lie. Every now and then if we go out, sure, I'll put it on. I, I just, like to feel good. And, I, and I, I don't, I've never talked about this on the podcast. So, I'm glad you brought it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, by the way, great response to the... Uh, Ladies after pregnancy. That's good stuff. But moving on to the makeup thing. (laughs) We're all humans, okay? So we are a human race. And in the human race, there is what? Males and females. And usually males are prettier. Well... Well, that's your opinion. That's no, not it's mine. true. That's it's true. Mine. Well, okay. Like animals, for example, a buck is prettier than a doe. Like, he's got the big uh, shelly rack. I don't know about that. I mean, it's... I think a doe is beautiful. Sitting there flicking her in her ears. Okay, her a little, tom, a big tom, her little turkey, fawns are a big tom, her. turkey putting on a show for his hens. That's beautiful. Um... Okay. Usually well, males are prettier. Just going to say it. Okay. Well. All right. Well, that's your opinion. <laughs> um, well, I like chicks, especially you, <laughs> since we're on the... So, I'll be careful here. But, yeah. Well, obviously, you would think that men are more attractive, and I would think that women are more attractive, because mm-hmm. that's our natural nature. Um, but the makeup thing, I don't understand why women today in 2024 feel that it's necessary to paint their face in a certain type of way to give them some type of certain type of blemish to cover this up, to cover that up, to make them seem more glossy. Uh, when we all know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't understand why makeup is a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I don't understand it. I, I, don't, I don't understand why women have to put paint or what, what I don't even know what makeup is. Mm-hmm. Powder, I guess. Um, 
And I've had this conversation with you a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. And I've had this conversation with you in front of other girls. And I've seen girls kind of get irritated Mm -hmm. that I have this opinion. Mm -hmm. And I can't understand why another female would not be on board for like the no makeup thing. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, let's just all be who we are. Because, okay, if you're an attractive girl... Um, look, that's a part of life. Um, and our, <laughs> look, it's an unfortunate thing, but in society, um, some women are more attractive than others. It's the same thing with men. Some men just have... Outwardly. Yeah. Physically. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, not... They're not, in, they're inside maybe unattractive. Yeah, not spiritually or anything mm-hmm. like that, but I'm talking about strict appearance. Right. Or, I'm not talking about personalities or anything like that okay so it's just basic human nature that some women are more attractive and some men are more attractive Mm -hmm. for whatever reason that's how our minds work okay so if you're an attractive female you're already at the top of the bunch so why do you need to wear makeup Mm -hmm. i think like what you're forgetting or like missing I just don't get it is that women have like a whole hormone cycle going on inside their body <laughs> and so every month a whole a whole like cycle of hormones is coming there and it makes you have breakouts right like i have breakouts on my face right now and you want to cover that up men get hide, pimples too but you don't get it like women you don't have like the whole it is what it is i know and at the end of the day, I've told you this personally, but at the end of the day, you're a good man that was raised the right way, and you have a very good outlook on those things, and not all men were raised that way, right? Some men, some men, I have heard it, I have, like, been, I've heard it on my side of things, like, oh, she's got a pimple on her face, oh, she's got m- multiple pimples on her face, like, when I was younger, of mm. course, but you know, some people, some men, I don't want to say people, they just can't handle that, right? They can't handle a woman mm. that's 30 pounds overweight or, you know, she weighs, now, she weighs 150, she ain't skinny enough. It ain't happening. Now, you know, she doesn't have blonde hair, whatever well, it may be. Hold you're, up, you're wait a, a minute, <laughs> back this thing up a bit. Now, You're an outlier, and I've told you that. Well, I'm not an outlier everywhere. Now, if you got some hair, fix it up. <laughs> I like a little straightener, you know, a little straight down, a little sh- 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 when you're walking. Or maybe you want to go curls, hit that thing with a curler. I'm down. If you got the hair, I'm like, that's God's gift. Do what you want with that girl. You know what I mean? If so, I understand. Like, if you want to go all out in your hair, even if you want to dye it, if you want to dye it blonde, or maybe you like dark highlights, maybe you want a gray streak just on one side or something. I don't care. I think that stuff's cool. Mm-hmm. But that's just doing something cool to your natural flow of your body. But your face is your face. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're saying you're not down with like Botox or 
I mean, anything that's going to alter your. Does Botox help? Botox helps wrinkles. It smooths. I mean, come on. You're not. You're cool with embracing the wrinkles. Because I've got plenty. Oh, you ask me if do wrinkles <laughs> bother me? No, that means you're seasoned. You might have some wise wisdom. You know, at 30, everybody, everybody at, likes a little seasoning. At thirty years old, I should not have seasoned. Everybody likes a little seasoning. So I don't think no, I don't think a little wrinkle here and there. Who cares? And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be careful here. Mm-hmm. But if you're like sixty. And you got a Botox face. It's like, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. everybody, everybody knows you're 60. Right. Who are you trying to... Uh, I just... At the end of the day, I don't know. And a lot of girls will say, well, I want to feel good about myself. Well, why do, you, why, do you ha- why do you need to do that to feel good about yourself? Like, if you're healthy mm-hmm. and you're a healthy weight, Cause I'm all about that. Um, you're strong. You're, mm-hmm. you know, you can run a mile if need be. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, but why do you why do you have to cake your face to to feel? <laughs> I mean. I just don't get it. Yeah, it just makes me laugh that you say cake your face. But That's what it is. In my situation, my upbringing, there was just a importance. Like, I don't feel that way. Like, I can go out in public and not have any makeup on my face and be fine. Mm-hmm. I can do whatever and not have any makeup on my face. Like, I don't have to apologize. Like, oh, sorry, I don't have makeup on my face. Like, I don't go somewhere and I'm like, oh, sorry, I don't have makeup on my face. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I don't care. Your mom is but, one of the prettiest people without I, makeup. I can't tell you how many times people have told me, your mom is the most beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. And my mom doesn't wear a she lick wear of a makeup. She of makeup. I mean, she might put on eyeshadow and maybe mascara, like, stretching it. And I had to ask her to grow her hair out, which makes her a lot prettier. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, and even, it's even stimulating. Like, it even comes from my dad, too, though. Like, my dad doesn't care. Like, my dad doesn't see those things either, though. Like, mm-hmm. if I showed up with a full-fledged face of makeup on over at my dad's house, I guarantee you he wouldn't be like, oh, Kaylin, you look pretty today. Guarantee you he wouldn't say that. And if I showed up looking my what I thought was my absolute worst, I guarantee you he wouldn't say, Colin, you look rough. No. You know, like, I am what I am. Like, I show up as I am. I don't get judged. You want to know what it is? I don't get... So, in... um, And I get that with you, too. Like, you don't care. Well, in colonial English culture, so England, Mm -hmm. before... We came over here and started America. There was um, a thing called big wigs. You ever mm-hmm. heard that term? Oh, he's a big wig. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was old men when they started to lose their hair, mostly because of syphilis. Oh. It was running rampant back then. <laughs> Side note. Those old men, judges, people in government would wear those massive, big, white, fake wigs. Mm-hmm. And that's around the time that women started wearing makeup. So this time period, um, when when America was 
basically founded and before that men became obsessed with hair having the having the appearance of big hair big white curly wigs either straight up low hanging hair whatever and that was a status thing Mm -hmm. and in that time period women started wearing makeup Uh, i don't know what they considered makeup back then but probably powder Mm -hmm. you know white yeah powder room all that uh it was also big in uh, prostitution houses, mm-hmm. like whorehouses. That was, makeup was big. And at some point, the men left the wigs behind, mm-hmm. and the women never left the makeup. Mm-hmm. And I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. So that's all it is. It's a, uh, but honestly, um, I'm optimistic. I think that. When Sonny reaches our age, I don't know that makeup will be um, as big as it is now. Oh, it's already gotten a lot better. Like, the generation right now, I feel like, is already so much better than what my generation was. Well, I think women are starting to get more Mm -hmm. into... The uh, natural Health. Like, mm-hmm. like skin moisturizers mm-hmm. and stuff. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, do that. Mm-hmm. Like, worry about the health of your skin. Um, that's way more important than, you mm-hmm. know, um, other stuff like that. So, and look, I'm not all anti-everything. Look, if you want to, if you want to paint your nails, cool. Like, I like painting nails. If you want to, you know, do you. But. Don't don't freaking torture skin. You know, people wonder why they need Botox. Botox at sixty, it might be because you've been putting fish guts on your face your whole life. Isn't that what that stuff is? Or you oh Botox? Mm, no, makeup. I heard it's oh, fish guts. I, it just depends on what brand you're using. Well, I like a lot of women now are using pretty clean brands, but yeah. in my case, it's because you've been mm-hmm. in the sun way too much as a kid without sunscreen. That's good. So uh, that's my problem. It's good for you. <laughs> no, you need to wear sunscreen to yeah. protect your skin. Yeah. Well, I guess we should go over these quotes before uh, we get out of here. We've been ranting and raving for a while. See, you were like, what are we going to talk about on the podcast? We've been going for an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> All right. You sent me two quotes, so we can go through the quote of the days right here. And uh, this is from, the first one's from Blake Lively. So it looks like she's married to Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Looks like they got two kiddos, a boy and a little girl. I guess these are Blake Lively's words. I admire people who find that what fulfills them is their art or their work, but what fulfills both me and my husband is our family, knowing that everything else comes second. I admire people who find that what fulfills them is their art or their work, but what fulfills both me and my husband is our family. I came across that and I thought that that was really beautiful because prior to having 
Sunny, you were working a lot, basically mm-hmm. two jobs um, at one time. And when we got pregnant with Sunny, you were willing to say, hey, I'm done with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to mow yards anymore after work, whatever. And I didn't have to ask you to do that. You were just willing to do that. Oh, I knew. It was over. Per your choice or mine? Oh, that was my choice. Okay. That makes me happy. But um, I don't know. Like, I still find a lot of purpose in what I do for a profession. And I need that, you know, because that is my purpose. You know, I chose to be a nurse for a reason, and that's to help people. But I don't place that above Sunny. And so, like, I'm not working 80-hour weeks, you know, and sacrificing my time with Sunny. I'm working a 40-hour week and having time with Sunny still. And I just, I thought that was a beautiful quote. Like, she's a freaking actor, and she is not willing to continue to do, you know, whatever it may be that is in front of her family. Like, she is choosing mm-hmm. her family over fame and being an actress. And I thought that that was beautiful. Yeah. It was a beautiful reminder. Like, I'm choosing that, and I'm just, you know, an average Joe, you know, that's mm-hmm. living out in Milton. And you're choosing that because you chose, you know, you wanted to do that. It's living out in Milton. But I thought that, that was beautiful. Well, work... Like, our jobs is what we do. It's mm-hmm. not who we are. It doesn't define... I want to say it doesn't define me, but it kind of does define me a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. it's part of who I am. Like, I, I would be lying if I told you I didn't think about my patients over the weekend. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but... um. Well, that's okay. I mean... um. Well, it's good to be passionate about what you do. Right, that's, right. That's important. But it doesn't steal time from my family. Yeah. I think is what. Your job is not what for fulfills your life. It's your mm-hmm. family. Right. Mm-hmm. So, no, that's a great that's a great statement. It's true for me, too. I don't, uh, I tell the guys at work all the time, boys, when I leave the gate, mm-hmm. it's over. Mm-hmm. I'm on to the next thing, and uh, mm-hmm. I care about all y'all. I wish the best for you, but when I'm out of here, I don't think about here. Right. I'm, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. So. And I think that that's a healthy way to be, too, because, like, you don't want it to be 5 o'clock, 5.30 at night, and you're sitting at the dinner table, and you're just, like, venting about your job in yeah. front of your little kid that's sitting here listening to you you know like it's not healthy for your kid to hear that either and we do not do that like we have always been very firm with that and like both me and you were just so good at that like we've never had to like check each other on that like when three thirty is over like three thirty is over yeah. unless you know like you have a random phone call or something like that but i mean at the end of the day like we leave our job at our job until you know it's time to clock back in And I think that's critical because my kid deserves undivided attention. Like, at dinner time, if she wants to talk about her ABCs or her 123s or whatever, we're Mm going to talk about that. We're not talking about dinner or what's on your phone or Mm -hmm. work or, you know, whatever whatever it may be. Like, I think um, one of the biggest blessings that 
our little family has had uh, up to this point is that we both uh, like our jobs. Because mm-hmm. I can. Now. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> it's taking time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think most people that listen to this podcast know that I haven't always liked my job. Uh, I've always liked my current job, but I've had some rough ones in the past. Mm-hmm. And so have you. And, but I think current day, that's one of the biggest blessings we have. Because let's face it, you spend so much time at work, and you work from home, so it's a little different. But, I mean, I have to go somewhere else for 45 hours a week mm-hmm. or more. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of time to be gone. And if you're away and you don't like that mm-hmm. that's a problem mm-hmm. i don't think people real like think of it like that but i do i always have i'm like i'm gonna be somewhere 40 plus hours a week that i don't like that's not an option for me mm-hmm. do you ever think about that oh yeah I mean, it, it it can be an option to buckle mm-hmm. down and get through, like, a time period. I mean, if you don't have, like, when when we didn't have kids, like, I didn't second guess it. It's money. It's what it is. It is what it is. You're making your money. And I liked, let me put it this way. I, I'm in a different profession than you. And so, I like at the end of the day what I did which is caring for people, but you never knew when you went in the roll of the dice that you were going to get. You could get the worst patient on the floor, the most unstable patient on the floor. You could have the worst night in the world. Mm -hmm. You never knew what you were walking into, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what, that's what kind (laughs) of, I don't know. It really wasn't the work part of what I was doing. It was like the unsafe part of what I was doing that always ate me alive, but. Yeah. With your job, it was <laughs> a little bit different. Time consuming. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm not. I refuse to spend half of my life doing something yeah. that I just mm-hmm. do not prefer to be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, not going to do that. Not going to do it for money, and not going to do it for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Just seems crazy to me. And but. I think it's important for your kids to know. Like, like, with our situation, like, we sit down at night, and, like, I think it's good for Sonny to not see that we're stressed about work, because we're not. Yeah. Like, we don't have that at the dinner table. We're not talking about work at the dinner table, you know? And, like, my dad always instilled in me, like, find something that makes you happy. I'm going to tell you right now. Find something that makes you happy. And, like, I want that to be Sonny. Like, I want her to go and seek out what she's passionate about. Mm-hmm. And if I can help her do that, then I'm going to help her do that. Yeah. Yeah. And as a dad, I'm going to do my best to make sure you never have to explain to any of our children, like, just leave your dad alone. He's going through a rough time at work. Right. So he's just not right. in a good... I hope you never... Like, oh, be quiet, your dad's asleep. He's got to be at work. Yeah. I hope yeah. you never have yeah. to tell our children that. Um, 
Family comes first. Work comes second. Mm-hmm. It's how it's always going to be. Um, people forget that. We work because mm-hmm. we have a family. Right. Um, yeah. If I wasn't married to you, if I didn't have a kid, probably work part-time somewhere and just hang out and blah, blah, blah. So, like, you do the things you do for the people that you love. Mm-hmm. The shop is shut If you down. weren't married to me, you would work part-time. Oh, yeah, probably. You would not work full-time? No, I'm just kidding. I'd work <laughs> full-time. <laughs> I mean, I'd want to buy something. What every now You can't work a part-time job. But I'm saying, the reason we work is because we are trying to provide a life for us. Mm. Correct? Yeah, I mean, in my case, like, I have a purpose. Like, I went to nursing school for a purpose, and it was because... I wanted to help people. So, in my case, like, even with Sunny, like, I did think, like, oh, should I stop working? Should I stop working? But, no, I need to have what I have. Like, I need to still do what I do. Mm -hmm. And I need Sunny to see that. All right. So, if Daddy hits the Powerball tomorrow and walks away with, let's be easy here. Let's say... Let's say I walk away with an easy five mil after taxes. So I won about ten million. We walk away with about five million. You going to work tomorrow? Yeah, I mean I'm not just gonna quit my job like that. No. Oh. And I have a license to uphold. You have to work so yeah. many hours to you, uphold. You wouldn't have to quit yours because I'd quit mine. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Go ahead and quit your job. Oh, it's a, I wouldn't even call. I just would never show back up. That'd be it. Okay, we're going to crop this part out. Nope. Of the episode. I, didn't say, I have never said a where I work on this podcast. <laughs> so uh, I'm not allowed to, actually. By law. By their laws. But, all right. Anyways, we're going to go to our last quote, and then we're going to shut her down. I think it's good for your children to see that you have a purpose. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Life. I agree, but if I won $5 million, boy, I'm out of here where's quicker your, than white on rice, son. I'm gone. <laughs> then your kid's just a spoiled brat. Oh, no, my kid ain't going to be a spoiled brat, but I'm fitting to be. <laughs> I'm fitting to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would die for my child, but would you live for them? Would you get yourself healthy? Would you eliminate distractions? Would you lead them more intentionally? You'd only have to die once. You have to live every day. Do that. Hmm. That's a a great little thing you sent me earlier. Yeah, so I came across that quote <clears throat> a few weeks ago. And I was like, man, really hit me. Like, I'm going to repeat it. You want me to repeat it? No, I got it. I got it. I would die for my child. I believe you. But would you live for them? Would you get yourself healthy? Would you eliminate distractions? Would you lead them more intentionally? You'd only have to die once. You have to live every day. Do that. Was that better? Yeah. A little choppy the first time you go around. It was a lot better. There's a lot of... So it just kind of made me think like, 
like healthy is not all encompassing on your diet and what you eat, but like also like your mental health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, you Mm -hmm. know, like how are you in all of those areas like and i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and say like i'm i'm not getting 100s in all of those like i can tell you that yeah and so it just kind of like resonated with me like you have your children like we mentioned earlier like you only have your children for so long like sunny's two almost two and it's just like you know, right now she's really, really, really like a sponge. And it's like, and even Tyler like mentioned this. He was like, do your kids see you in the word? Mm-hmm. You know, like, are you reading the Bible in front of your kids? Are you exercising in front of your kids? Are you eating healthy in front of your kids? Like mm-hmm. it start like it starts immediately. And like, you can say all day long, well, I'll take a bullet for my kid. Mm-hmm. I'll do this for my kid. What are you doing every day? Yeah. Just living the same old life, not changing anything. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what you're doing. What's it? So, easy? like, when do you wake up and realize, like, every single day is, like, a life changer for your, like, do something mm-hmm. to change for your child. Yeah. And What's so, it really, really resonated with me. Like, all right, start working out, eating healthy, read, read your Bible more. Mm. pray more whatever it may be like talk Mm. to somebody more if you need to get some emotional things in check like talk to somebody more like whatever it may be Mm. yeah i mean i think i think it's easy the easy thing to say is like i would die for my kid yeah it's so easy to say it Uh, the much harder thing to do is to live every day for them and uh takes a lot of time to teach children uh also a part of teaching children is a lifestyle, which is not easy to uh, adopt a healthy one. Mm-hmm. So that's hard, and um, it's just a really big commitment. And you could make you can make a commitment as hard or as easy as you want it to be. And I'm a big believer in that. You can have a kid, and I'm convinced uh, from what I've seen that you can probably make having a kid pretty easy. Um, if every time Sonny got fussy, if I gave her a popsicle, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it'd probably be pretty easy. Just become complacent. Uh, with, yeah. yeah, if every time she wanted something, I just gave it to her, mm-hmm. that'd be pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd have saved myself a lot of... Uh, just uh, moments where she's just screaming, and I'm just like, well, it is what it is. How many times have I come out here and she's got a freaking... Yeah, I mean, before we were leaving sucker. today, I got a water out of the fridge, and she's a popsicle. Pop, nope. No. How many times have I come out here and she's got a sucker? Yeah. Well, I mean... Staley. Well, a little sucker every now and again. <laughs> don't hurt nobody. But I'm just saying, like... But I'm just saying. No, parenting is the hard part. A kid, kid, a kid can have yeah. a treat every now and then, mm. but I'm just saying, like you can't. Yeah, if you if you just want to look, if you just want to get through the day every day, right? Uh, mm-hmm. That's easy. Mm-hmm. But if you want to do the right thing, 
and raise a good human, uh, it's a little harder. Mm-hmm. So that's up to you. That's up. That's up to you. And it starts with you. It is who you are. If you're putting the work into yourself, then you're willing to put the work into your child. Mm-hmm. Mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I mean, in every aspect. Yeah. And we won't climb too deep in that. That can go. I'm not saying that we're doing it right. I'm just saying it's a, it's a reminder to, like, try. Oh, no, no, no. I don't think that we... Uh... I don't think that we do everything right. I think I'm not sure anybody does that. No. Uh, so that being said, do the best you can. Do what you think's right. Uh, follow your heart and love deeply. So, you got anything else to say on hitters only before we get out of here? That's it. All right, everybody. Well, this was Parents Night Out Part 1. Thanks for coming on, baby. Bye.